0: This is Cindy Presgraves with Real Estate Divorce Single Parents, and today we're going to be talking about how to qualify for a home loan as self-employed. And I'm going to have Anisha Perez-Mauling, that she is a home um, home loan officer, and she's going to be telling us how to qualify as
1: a self-employed. Hi, Anisha. Hey, Cindy. Thanks so much. Uh, for having me on here um, so yes um, my company's called mortgage right and um, but one of the things that we really get asked about is how to qualify as self-employed and I've had a few people come to me and say I don't think I qualify um, or I've had people come to me I think I qualify and it just it's better to talk to us but we're going to go over the top three things um, misconceptions um about qualifying as self-employed, um, the main line that Cindy and I were talking about this morning was um, you if your business has been in you know up and running for five years or longer, you actually only need one year if your credit's really good uh, or at least good enough, um, you only need one year of taxes to qualify. So one year of taxes the second one yeah. You only need to file and we need a, a profit and loss statement and if, if the income is good enough then you qualify to buy a house. You don't need a full two years. But my question would be, do you, so even if they had like, let's say for instance,
0: in this case they have five years of the same business, right? But then they'll, only you need one year, will they have a big, a higher interest rate?
1: No. No, it's it's the same as a regular 3% or 5% conventional loan. Um, And we can go over that uh, late at a later time. But yeah, if it just shows if you're in a business of five years or longer, then that proves that you're able to um, have income and survive. So let's say last year, someone, you know, had a lot of losses because of COVID um, then and you're about to file this year, 2022, we would only use 2022 income, even if last year was a loss. So
0: is there any other documentation or any requirements in addition to the taxes that they would need anything differently from a traditional loan from a traditional client, like, you know, W-2 and all that, or is there something different?
1: No, um, I, I want to clarify. Yes. Yeah, so, If you had, normally you average out two years of income in a business to, you know, certify that you have sufficient income to qualify. But with this, uh, it's called the Freddie Mac program um, with one year of taxes. So I guess if you're filing February, then it would be 2021 income. um, But we wouldn't need to average out 2020 income. That's what it means. So, and it's nothing extra. It's actually, just an incentive to not need to provide so much documentation.
0: And would this be like a regular closing? Like you could close it. I mean, is this is this like an FHA loan? Can this happen as a USDA loan? Can this happen in different type of loans? Or is there like a certain program for this?
1: This is only for a conventional program. And how much would they have to bring down? Um, a minimum of 3%.
0: And is there if they wanted
1: to put more down, are they okay to put more down? Yes, they are. Yes. Okay. And the, the more they put down, the better. But, yeah, if you only have the 3% for the down payment, um, then that's, that's enough. And then I do have another
0: question for you. So what if they wanted to buy a different house? You know, like, let's say, for instance, they want to buy, is there a certain limit for this program that they wanted to go to? As
1: far as, like, income or as far as how the cost of the home?
0: No, as far as, is there a limit to how much they could actually
1: get qualified with this type of loan? On average, um, from 45% of your income uh, to the max of 50, if you have amazing credit um, and other compensating factors. And how much, what would be the credit score that they would need? Um, I mean, technically it's a 620 to 640, but um, the ideal credit score would be around 720, 740. So it's a range, but yeah, minimum of 620. Okay,
0: and then is that just like, and that's it, they don't need anything else, anything fishy going on or anything, or, you know, just to apply for this program, or is this like for anybody that has had five years in as a self-employed?
1: So it's, it's for anyone within the same line of business, and I had this situation come up where the business actually changed names. So one thing that we use to prove that the person has had their business for five years is either a business license or some sort of registration with the state or the county. So and It needs to show that it was established five years or longer. So that's it's another thing. I had a, a borrower where they actually did change names, but we just had proof that they changed the business name, and it was just their their same business um, type of business, and we showed the proof of the change of the business name, and that was sufficient. So I have another question for you. Okay, so what if someone comes
0: in with less than five years of the same line of, of self-employment? Okay.
1: In this, yes. So if someone is 1099 and they file as a self-proprietor, where they don't have a business name, it's just their name, that works as well. If they have been 1099 within the same line of work, even if they don't have a business name, what in turn we would need is a CPA letter from a from a licensed sort of CPA to for them to vouch. To say, yes, they have been self-employed for five years.
0: Oh, so then, okay, so that's great information to know because I didn't even know that. Um, and so my question is, what if the person is, even if they didn't have a business and they, I mean, as long as they need a CPA letter. Now, my other question would be, how would it be for someone starting a business that they've been probably one to three years?
1: One, two, three years. So that's where we would average out two years of business income. Okay. So oh go ahead. No, yeah. It, I mean that way it is established two years. It's either um one year filed and then for example the end of the year and then year to date. And that all has to either project an increase in income or a stable income.
0: Okay. The, and that's good to know. And what happens with the people that just write off everything?
1: That's the hard part. That I hate those phone calls because um, you know they make enough income to sustain and pay it, make make payments on a mortgage, but the underwriter is only going to look at what they have filed with the IRS. So if they have deducted a lot of losses um, and um, they it doesn't show that they would be able to make enough income on paper, then they would not qualify, and they would need to either wait um, uh, until, you know, but there's a lot that goes into that. That would be on the CPA side of things, Um, and and we would be glad to speak with with your CPA to see, um, you know, what the financial, and work together to see what your financial situation allows, but it really is... Um, heartbreaking to they know we know that they can pay make payments but the bank and the underwriter will only look at what the documents show
0: and that's very very important because I've seen a lot of people that um, for instance it, that they have deducted so much and it's just like oh my gosh I mean like why and this is one of the things that are very very important and this is like I've gone through the situation um My CPA, I was always in the like, oh, you know what? Writing off everything, writing off everything, writing off everything. But if you want to build wealth, you need to pay taxes. And that needs to be shown on paper. And sometimes that's like, and you might not agree to that, but that's basically what you need to do. There's other things that can be done, but if you want to buy a house, your first house, Talk to your CPA, talk to your lender before you file taxes, and see how we can actually get you into a house, how you can actually qualify. Because if you continue writing off everything, you might not be able to qualify. I mean, there's other programs out there that you might be able to do, like a bank statement loan, and but it's going to be a higher interest rate. So it all depends on what things you guys want to do, what your alternatives are here. Yes, there are solutions, but do you want to pay a 7 or 8% on a bank interest rate when you can actually get a 2 or 3%?
1: Exactly. So, yeah. So, and if another thing that, you know, they come to me and say, oh, hey, uh, last year we had a loss, but this year we're actually, um, we made a lot more, so we're going to be, um, you know, making more money. But if you file and you show that you are making more money, that also means that you owe the IRS more money. So that's another thing to keep in mind. Um, And disclosing IRS monthly payment plans with us, because um, we may look and see um, what that payment plan is, but depending on the program that you're using to buy a house, some programs require three entire months separately of proof of payment to the IRS as a consecutive three months before you can even be pre-qualified and other programs. And that's one payment. So it depends. And that's really important to know too.
0: So there's options out there. And I mean, if you think you don't qualify, Hey, you are going to qualify. But there's other things, I mean, depending on your situation, every case is different. No real estate transaction is the same. I believe me. Or no, like mortgage case is the same because I mean, there's like craziness. So I had a client that, um, I had, I've been working for two years and this client, she was, you know, she was looking to buy a house and she really, really wanted to, to buy the house that she was in. She's like, Hey, you know what? I have, I owe the IRS over $150,000 and my credit score is up there. and know that what a non-attorney is. So she actually went ahead and she was working with a lender and she went, I think it was like five, five, six months and she was able to buy a house because she did not know there was options and programs out there that actually helped her, which is really, really important. So before disqualifying yourself, because you don't know what the heck you're doing or you don't think what the, 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 the situation or different scenarios that can happen, then there's options out there for you completely. So don't disqualify yourself. Talk to me, talk to Anisha, see what are your options because that's really, really important.
1: Yes. Even if you're not going to buy for three years, it's better to have a 20, 30 minute conversation with us. Have a plan. Know what you, where you are, where you're going. Um, and then plan ahead because so many people come to us and they're like, hey, I love this house and I really want to qualify for it. And just to find out at that moment, oh, you have to wait five months or you have to wait six months or you have to wait X amount of time. It, that's not a fun conversation for us.
0: But even like um, what I also do with my clients is like, hey, oh, I'm waiting a year from now okay, that's fine. Let's start looking. You don't, it doesn't, buying a house is like dating and it's just like, you're not going to marry the first person you're going to, you're, you're, you go on a date, right? So it's just like, or buy the, the first dress you see, but so you're going to go look at, at different stores and all that, come back and until you find the right one. It might take you two or three weeks. It might take you two or three months. It might take you two or three years. I've had clients that I've been working for two or three years, but I mean, I'm finally closing on them. There's two clients that I'm closing this year, finally, but it took us time. It took them to repair their credit. It took them to come up with the money. So there is a process for each and single one of them.
1: Yes, and I love the clients. For example, if someone is renting an apartment, they just signed their lease, right? Normally, you check with whoever you're renting from, but normally it's two months worth of rent uh, to break the lease. Uh, and I love the clients that are so open, you know, and ready that they're prepared. And they're, they're looking, even if they have this lease, and, but they're not in a rush. They're not so desperate to find a house. They're not worried about being homeless. And they are looking with an agent for a year. Sometimes it does take that full year. But you know what? They, it was a less stressful process. It was where they're, fine. they're looking at homes throughout that time and they have sometimes they don't even break the lease they just have a whole month to move in too so I mean there's different ways of doing it other than I've had so many people come to me and say hey um I'll find the house first and then I'll talk to you
0: it's, that's no not you don't you don't want to do that it's just like and this is one of the reasons I always like I so I'm a totally different agent and I mean by all means you don't have to go with me I'm just gonna tell you the truth and I I like to I like to ask you thorough questions. It's not about like, oh, what house are you going to look at today? No, 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 no. All right, are you married? Are you single? Are you going? What type of situation, financial situations, are you going through? Because I need to be nosy. Because I need to know what I'm getting into. I need to know if you need some backup. I need to know if you need to sell other properties. I need to know if this this is like a, a a court ordered um situation. Um, because I've had situations that, hey, I've had clients saying, hey, my wife doesn't know, but I'm about to sell all the properties and I'm getting divorced. I'm like, okay, so we need to wait. I mean, and getting into divorce is a totally different situation. And if it's a death, um, if it's a it's a probate, I mean, if someone passed away, then you know what? There's a year, there's a couple of months depending on the situation. So it's about getting ready, but also knowing what your situation really is. So, like I said, I mean, Anisha, I mean, Anisha is full of knowledge too, but I like to be nosy. So I want to make sure that you are in the right, in the right process, in the right, I'm actually guiding you in the right way. I mean, so yes, how much down payment do you have? I was talking to a couple a few, a few months ago, and they're like, they're living with their parents, but, They don't know, they don't, they qualify for a loan, but they don't have the down payment. Okay, so let's go ahead and let's do a savings plan. How much do you really want to for that house? You're gonna, you're gonna have to bring three to, how much, what is the closing cost percentage? How much would they actually have to bring to the table?
1: Yeah, I mean, closing costs average out from three to four percent, anywhere between there. Depending on property taxes, depending on the time of the year that they close, because sometimes we need more reserves in, in in the escrow than other times of the year. So just talk with us, and we'll let you know. Like this is how much you need, you'll need, and then like like you said, Cindy, have a savings plan. How much per month you need to save to get to that, to be ready.
0: I mean, definitely. Look, I um, I actually talked to my cousin. And I've been working with my cousin for two years. And she's like, okay, she she has savings, but the the amount of house that she was looking for, she needed a little bit more savings. And we're closing next week. So I mean it that actually helps. Yes. I mean, your two years, yes. I mean, it's I and I compare this with relationships and marriage. It takes time to build a relationship. It takes time to get to know the house. What location you want to be at. I mean, sometimes you're like, oh wait. I wanna go ahead and buy this house, but I don't have all what I need. Okay, so then let's just step up a little bit, let's let's step back and let's see what are our options.
1: Yeah, and to bring it back to the self employed part, why not talk to us way before you're ready? Right? Let's say you're only two years in your employ in your self employed business, three years. You still have a few years to go, but at least you have an idea. We, we team up with your CPA to make sure that it's a financially smart decision. And, and then that way, if you do owe anything to the IRS, you also know what to save up for that as well. And that way, it doesn't affect your debt-to-income ratio. And another
0: thing that I would say, and this is up to you guys, whatever you guys want to do, but paying your taxes quarterly helps a lot. Because let's say, for instance, you have to pay... 50, sixty thousand dollars you can actually break that into quarterly payments which is better like at the end of the year oh gosh I have to pay sixty to seventy five thousand dollars a year in taxes so that's another alternative you can actually ask to your CPA I'm no CPA I'm not a lender that's why I have Anisha here and I'm just a realtor
1: <laughs> yeah so I mean so how how would they get a hold of us? You know, if um, they will have the
0: information underneath it, I'll just put it on, on the because uh, you'll find this on YouTube, you'll find this on on Boss Spotify. So, your information is going to be all there. Just so if you guys have any questions on how to qualify more, and you guys have any comments or anything, please let us know. We would love to go ahead and um, answer those on our next uh, podcast. So, this is Cindy Press phrase
1: Anisha Perez
0: Malden.